Hey everyone, it's weekender time and it's jam-packed show as per usual and we have another awesome prize to give away this week from the On Tabletop store. This week you have the chance to win the Warcry box set Red Harvest. It's a big beefy box and some would say it's actually better than the box that's coming out to replace it. If you want to be in for your chance to win this, like this video, comment down below and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for your chance to win. Right, let's get stuck into our jam-packed show. Hey peeps, yes indeed, time for the weekender again. I'm Lloyd and this week I'm joined by Mr. Ben, who's maybe left or right, I don't know. But John, <laughs> John's definitely down there. Hello John, we have John in the studio as well. <laughs> the editor's going to move all the cat, all the people around now, just so yeah, they're all in different that's, places. Yep. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well John, how's your summer been so far? Uh, all, all too warm. Yeah, <laughs> It's it, been a lot warmer than I expected it to be. It doesn't look it. You're still as white as can be. You're, you're hiding I'm, from the sun. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, so, we stay inside. That's the. Yeah. I'm, I'm a vampire. I just sort of hide from everything. <laughs> hide inside and do hobby. Is it sunny yeah. outside? I don't care. I'm picking I don't care. My curtains are drawn. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, peeps, hopefully you're not sweltering in the in the, the summer heat. Apparently, we're going to have like lots of heat waves and things. So you know, cool down with us. Oh, but get in, get commenting, get excited. Don't cool down too much. Get excited for that prize. Yeah, <laughs> what a big box that is, that Warcry Red Harvest stuff. Oh, you want to get juicy on that. Oh, and stay tuned for some war. <laughs> what? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> stay tuned for some war <laughs> Warcry news coming up. Before we get stuck into that, I want to do a shout out for the Infinity Campaign, which is running. What's it called, Ben? Uh, so we've got the Dugama Takeover, which is happening right now, which is the online campaign from Corvus Belly. For the world of infinity um you can dive in and you can start playing as any of the factions from the world of infinity trying to take over all the different locations on the map as you can see there we've already had a whole bunch of people signing up for this i think you you said it was a 1200 yes. commanders or something which is pretty it, cool yeah so. if i look at the commanders look it is packed we've over 1200 commanders have signed up so far to take part in the battle and there's a whole dose of battle reports have already come in so the locations have started changing hands you know, so if you want to get stuck into this, you 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 need to get a move on, get a move on, and get some battles done and get them reported. Yeah, uh, Carlos yeah. is going to be updating us on some news, but the important thing to note is that we're switching from phase one to phase two this Monday coming. Mm -hmm. So if you've got battles, get them in this weekend. This weekend is a big, big, big thing for Infinity. It's your chance to mold how the future goes. Get in there, get your battles reported, try and take some zones alter the state of play because on Monday we switch to phase two and the results from phase one kind of get locked in place as we move into phase two. The changeover is going to happen at 5 p.m. UK time. So that would be 6 p.m. Spain time and about 12 midday. Some, some random mid, time. <laughs> midday at some part of the States. Yeah, mid, Midday-ish for the States or something like that. Because your so, guys are five hours behind us and in Australia, who the heck knows? It'll be Mid Tuesday by that point. That's yeah, the, yeah, middle of the night for you guys, probably. 
But the main thing is that you need to, you can take all the time to play your games over the weekend, but make sure you use that time on sort of Sunday evening, Monday morning to get all of your battle report stuff in there. And as we talked about last week with Carlos, one of the big things is to make sure you put in loads of pictures, videos if you've got them as well, and all that kind of thing, and, and descriptions and that kind of stuff, um, because that all kind of weights nicely when it comes to the battle reports and how they, they play out in the system and that kind of thing. The other thing that's very important to mention is that you don't just have to be playing N4 to take part in this. You can play Code 1. So if you Ooh. are just getting started with uh, Infinity and playing the slightly more stripped-down version of, of, of the game, then that is totally fine. Just play with the Code 1 stuff, have fun with it. You can still influence everything that's happening in the uh, in the Dugama takeover. So, yeah, very cool. Oh, these peeps have great tables and miniatures. Mm, yes. I love the, the the pickup. I love the amount of people that are getting involved in it. I, I've yeah, always yeah. I've always really respected Corvus Belly for doing this sort of stuff. Just laying their their lore out and going, you can mess this up if you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And here's the digital versions mm-hmm. because you can also use the digital version to play. Yes. What is that through? Is that through Tabletop Simulator or yep, something Yeah, Tabletop else? Simulator, yeah. Just dive in and have fun with the game online if you want to. So if you can't play in person for whatever reason, you can still, you can play from all over the world with all sorts of different people. So yeah, nice stuff. Sweet. And then we should note that Corvus Belly are doing um, announcements and things on their YouTube channel as well. Mm-hmm. I, I believe I could probably bring that up. And we have a news post if you want to find out more. Over on tabletop.com. But if I just bring that up, we can, yeah. get, we can get the lovely Carlos up. Yeah. So when phase one launched um, this week on Monday, um, Corvus Belly did their uh, phase one announcement video, which you can see at the top, which sort of goes through everything that's happening in phase one. They're going to be doing exactly the same thing for phase two. So we will update this post almost like a little kind of landing landing zone for you to come in and check out everything to do with the Dogama takeover and see where things are going. And you can hear the lovely Carlos talking about yeah. everything that's happening in Infinity. So, yeah. Yeah, so check out, <laughs> check out the Corvus Belly YouTube channel as well as on Tabletop YouTube channel for updates. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll be coming thick and fast as things mm-hmm. as things develop. And you can check out all the stuff for Warcrow, which is coming later this year. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it's that kind of stuff that really wants me to get into Infinity. Like really oh, yeah, pushes yeah. me to, to go for it. But I think I'd go for the stripped down version. Yeah, I think Code 1 for me would be the way to go because I think I like the way that they've kind of had a very select group of factions in it already, not a massive pool of models. Yeah. And they've made it so it's a lot easier to dive into and have fun with. So yeah. Definitely. Well, in the well, in the world of um, pandemics and stuff, Code One mixed with um, Tabletop Simulator might oh, yeah. be a, might be an absolute winner. Exactly, you know, being able yeah. to get your games in quick and fast. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, the the joy in tabletop gaming is actually standing at the table and moving miniatures and stuff around. You don't want to be sitting at this computer screen. Well, some people love sitting at the computer screen all day, playing away on games and stuff. But you know, for me, it'd be like, oh, you want to you want to move the miniatures and stuff around. Exactly. But, yeah. I don't really want to go and catch anything. So for me, it might actually be tabletop simulator. <laughs> so it'll be like in, in four years' time, Lloyd, you're going to be back in front of a table, yeah. maybe. It's like I yeah. totally contradict myself. Oh, I'd like to do it physically, but I'm not. But I like to do Stay it digitally. Away from me. But I'd rather do this. I don't, I don't want to be want breathed to catch on anything. by, by weirdos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, peeps. Well, we'll move on because we've got a big indie of the week to get started yeah. into. Yeah, so uh, this one actually came out of um, a couple of weeks ago. We finished um, filming uh, and Jerry was like, hey, have you seen these? And as soon as I clicked on the link, I went, oh, 
God, these are good. Oh, man. I'm going to have to buy some of these. Uh, so this is Rotten Factory, uh, which was suggested by Jerry. So he's still here in spirit. Uh, and this is a range of 28 heroic, so sort of 32, really, uh, resin miniatures for you to use in your grim, dark war games on the tabletop. So if you've been playing the likes of... Um, Forbidden Psalm, which is uh, like the Morkborg spin-off dark fantasy war game, uh, then these will be absolutely perfect for you. You'll also notice that a lot of these characters have got a kind of grimdarky Warhammer Nurgle vibes thing going on as well. So if you wanted to try and play as sort of mutated and twisted and weird chaos forces on the tabletop, you could do that as well, which is really nice. Um, these have been sort of going around for a while now, uh, all sculpted by a fellow called uh, Pavel, Pavel, sorry, or oh, Pavel, how you say it, <laughs> from Poland. Um, I've butchered the name, but there we go. <laughs> uh, and they're all really nicely, finely detailed. And it's a really fun little, neat, sort of condensed collection of stuff. Uh, so you have your kind of barbarian tribes and your sort of traditional more uh, sort of like chaos warriors and that kind of thing. And then you have things like townsfolk and mutants and all that kind of stuff thrown into the mix as well. Um, the thing that I was quite uh, that I quite liked about it is that while they have got those kind of Warhammery vibes about them, they're not so intrinsically Warhammer that you couldn't use them in other games. So you know how I mentioned sort of Forbidden Psalm there, you could easily port those over to using that. I mean, that's a big guy carrying around a massive fish. You know, he could just be the the lovable ogre that sort of walks down works down on the docks and uh, as brings in the catch for the day. And you could use him as kind of like a, a random passerby in your role-playing games or an NPC or something, or maybe actually an intrinsic part of your warband if you really wanted to. Um, but, you know, the details are really nice on these. It's very crisp, obviously using the resin and that kind of stuff. So you could have a lot of fun painting these and using them on the tabletop, which is really the nice. The fish is surprisingly nice, actually, even with just a few scales popping out to, to represent yeah. scales. Yeah, not, I feel, not oversold on the detail yeah, with it. Just, yeah. I feel like you just want to have the fish, don't you? And you, you, you just would scrap the, the ogre. Fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the fish comes separate. Well, you I, might stick onto the back of the model, yeah. so you probably could just have it separate if you really wanted to. Yeah. And then he's wearing just a lovely ropey uh, outfit. <laughs> oh, I think we lost Ben. Oh, I think we did. <laughs> oh, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. we, we lost you for a minute there you got well oh. excited about the fish you, you, oh, stopped, oh, well. you stopped on a very big smile yeah. oh, <laughs> actually well, yes yeah. actually yes you said <laughs> ruby costume <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly all part of the plan um, mm -hmm. but um the other thing that's really nice about this is that a lot of people still play games like Mortime and stuff, uh, or they take part in the sort of 28 movement, which is all about kit bashing and that kind of thing. And so these kind of models would be perfect for that kind of game. Uh, you could use these as the Carnival of Chaos in Mortime if you really wanted to, uh, and all sorts of different things like that. There's also, um, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago on XLBS, like this, like a dearth of um, grim, dark, free-to-play skirmish games out there that require you to have maybe a handful of models. Um, and these would be perfect for that because you could just snap up those, drop them into your games and have fun with it. There's also that kind of Lovecraftian vibe going on uh, as well. So you can have your proper kind of like squiddy person if you really want to. I love that you can, like, I love that it's got like the really weird, almost um, sort of Star Wars fishy alien face. And then you look on the back and you see all the tentacles gribbly and stuff on the back. It's very cool. Very nice indeed. And he's ah. using a, a paddle as a weapon. As yeah, well, so. it's just an oar. <laughs> <laughs> You've been naughty. <laughs> 
anyway, uh, away from my uh, <laughs> my thoughts on that. Uh, but yeah, you've got things like these massive, huge barbarian characters and all that kind of thing as well. So the thing that I really liked about this one is that you, because of the way they're posed, I think you could probably take the weapons off them and use them as a Nurgle team and uh, Blood Bowl if you really wanted oh, to. There's teams. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. Guns. You could just use them as because uh, the guys, the guy at the front could just be one of your like big sort of blockers or blitzers. Same with the guy up in the top left. And then all you got to do is take the weapons off the other two, and you've got some Blood Bowl players if you really wanted to go down that kind of Nurgly route. So yeah, very nice stuff. Oh, yeah, because uh, he's got he's got like a helmet that kind of almost looks yeah, yeah. Blood Bowl-y there, doesn't he? Mm, yeah. And uh, as I say, you've got the really fun details across all the models. Like, I love the big tongue spilling out from the front of that guy and all that kind of stuff. Very cool stuff. But, uh, but yeah. Um, I think if you if you go onto the top uh, uh, menu uh, yeah. and you click on miniatures and you go to the... Oh, of Ross, oh there's yeah. a whole load more. I thought, this was the, I thought this was the whole set. No, no. So there's even more. So this is where we kind of step away from them just being specifically... Um, uh, like Nurgle effectively uh, and sort of Lovecraftian and you get some more of those quirky and weird miniatures that you could use for all those grim dark skirmish games that I've been mentioning so you know maybe if you're playing something like Forbidden Psalm or um, Verret Word or something like that these would be great miniatures for that you could also use them for a very quirky and off the cuff yeah. like uh, Frostgrave Warband if you really wanted to yeah like a yeah. this ghoul was really cool for example the cool ghoul. Cool ghoul. <laughs> you could probably um, actually fit him in into him. Um, oh, you might be a bit big. Could you even put him into Corner Valley? Could you that ghoul? Because it's you like could a, do his well, puffy, yeah. puffy top. Well, Corner Valley is thirty-two, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, first, it is. My first thought was that um, Patsy from Holy Grail really aged badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Brogaran, who's one of the ones at the top, and this one's really cool as well, just sort of playing that weird twisted pipe. Uh, and then you've got, like, why is he chained up? Is it because Where? he's actually some kind of mass... He's got, like, a, a oh, ball yeah. and chain attached to the side? Like, is he actually some kind of really weird, powerful psyker, but he's been chained to the ground by his, like, master or something uh, so that he doesn't run off and things? Because you can see all the tentacles underneath the cloak and stuff, so... Like, what's the story behind the miniature? That's the fun thing about these kind of things, because they all sort of tell a story. And you've got all the packs. This guy's really cool. I love the idea of using him as, uh, like, the leader of a witch hunter warband. And he's, like, gone full-on weird, psycho-crazy. Uh, and he's, like, a total fanatic. And he just sort of runs around blasting things to pieces. And he's like, I, you you look a bit hairy. You're clearly a werewolf. <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, hunting everyone in the the dark, and the, you know that's where models like this come in as well. You can really go down that fanatical route and that kind of thing. The other thing that's nice about it, like obviously I've been talking about it from the the viewpoint of it being sort of fantasy models, but you could easily kit bash these to be like an Inquisitor warband if you really wanted to, playing things out in twenty eight mil uh, and use them in your your grim dark uh, grim dark games of the future. So sort of Warhammer forty k and all that kind of thing too as well. So. Yeah, it's a really nice mixed bag of different things that you could use for a variety of different games, really. So, yeah. And they also do other things other than miniatures as well, but looks of it. Is yeah, this so all they... the miniatures now that I've seen? Yes. On these two yeah. pages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, that, let's that's a... here's all the chaos stuff. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> do they do any regular sort of humans or is everything just a bit weird? Everything's a bit weird because, of course, oh, it is, right? more ghosts. <laughs> Yeah, so there's your zombies and stuff to use on the tabletop, which is cool. Yeah, one of them chewing on a leg. Yeah, <laughs> the pe- yeah. you've got the people from the sewer and everything as well. So yeah, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, 
which I think is really cool. The people from the docks asking how much it is for a good hard thing. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. use those as like a really weird mutated crew that's kind of been uh, that's sort of wandering around in the dark. Yeah. Evie Jones's crew from Pirates. Exactly. Yeah. A perfect opportunity to use these. You could, oh, you could use them as a lost crew in Frostgrave Ghost Archipelago, where they were stranded on an island and one of them like touched a weird relic and now they've all just been turned into these weird sort of homunculi style creatures. And so when everyone else comes to the island in that kind of Davy Jonesy fashion, they run into this this bunch of weird, creepy fellows. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that maybe that little tiny one was actually like a really massive, huge dude. This guy. And when he got <laughs> mutated, he just shrunk and he was like, no. <laughs> Uh, that set, that one you were looking at, is what just after the rotten cultists. I love that set. That's amazing. That's nice yeah, that is cool. Mm. And everything. Oh, oh, he's a bit guato. This guy with the little yeah, arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing as well I like with these is that you could you don't have to just paint them in sort of dark leathers and greens and that kind of stuff. You could go really out there and start throwing in sort of really weird poppy colors for all the mutations and stuff. Because, you know, when chaos gets its gribbly fingers on you, it doesn't necessarily make it subtle, does it? So you can have, like, bright glowing elements of your mutated form and that kind of thing. And then you've got this weird guy. <laughs> so yeah. This is a 32 mil mini. This is a big thing. Uh, it might say in the description how big he is. Uh, he's 92. He's tall. Yeah. Wow. So there we go. A massive boy. <laughs> And you've got some undead warriors oh, as well. So if you wanted cool. to, yeah. So if you wanted to make some characters that were slightly more martial focused and kind of like shambling undead, use those. You got the girl with the axe in her head as well. Yeah. So. I just, <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> yeah. That sucks for her. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. There's, there, there's your proper carnival of chaos thing going on. So this is <laughs> such a such a a Dark Souls universe feel. Yes, very much so. Very much. Yeah. Dark Soulsy, a little bit bloodborne y, all that kind of um, from soft vibes going on with the models. <laughs> Best and as cool. I say, yeah. As I say, like that they've they've really used sort of Mordheim as a as a, a basis for a lot of their stuff. So that's your kind of carnival wagon that is trundled around. Um, although if that rolled into town and it had that thing pulling it, I think the town guard would probably be like, um <laughs> bring the fire. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Slap a parking but, ticket on it. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be really cool when it's painted with all these boils. Mm. I really love the top. I don't know. I think it's the roundness of it. It's just doing something for me. It's just it's pleasing, pleasing to your eye. Yeah, it's I, just love, pleasing I love. Me. I love ropey fish clothes, and Lloyd loves slopey roofs. <laughs> this thing, and then I, a massive I, weird no chaos cannon thing. So yeah. Uh, is it throwing bits of people? Probably. Like a, uh, I like, like to think old, that it actually... Sorry, old, go on, John. The old Chaos Dwarf cannon or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those. Uh, it's got teeth and a pole. Mm. As, 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 I think it was Midwinter Minis pointed out <laughs> in one of his videos. He was like, "What's the, when you do teeth, you don't do sharp razor teeth. You do human teeth because that's weird. Having yeah. massive weird human teeth attached to things. <laughs> See, legendary yeah. monsters. Yeah, I think we've seen all the. I think we've yeah. pretty much seen. And then they have wargaming terrain. Oh, yeah, so oh. they have a couple of terrain bits and things as well. So, um, Rotten Factory has done Kickstarters in the past, which have brought a lot of the range to life. Uh, but obviously, all of it's available at retail as well for you to go and have a fun with as well. So, yeah. 
Like I love that. That's very Warhammery mausoleum. Yeah, really with all is. the the Osiri skulls everywhere, <laughs> and the I love the the candles in the eye because if, if do you guys remember the Fable video game? Yeah, which had the demon easy. doors in it, which would like speak to you. I love that idea of that's maybe like a speaking door, but in place of like gems for eyes, it just has those horrible um, uh, candles that are going down. Yeah, and it's sort of like I suppose I could let you in. But it's your, your just, own risk. It's <laughs> just waiting for the impression. That painted with some OSL into those eyes would look oh, incredibly yeah. creepy. Very much so. Yeah. I like I'm the not, I'm not saying I would, but those are very cool too. Everybody yeah. needs tombstones. Tombstones, yeah. And you could have it like a puzzle for your group to try and solve in like a role play game or something. Like they've got to be placed in the right place or something, where you've got to smash the right one or, and that kind of thing. And put together like a riddle for them and that kind of thing. That'd be nice. The poison well. You just need a ring girl to come out of that. We need Todd's bin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing you could just place in the middle of like a, a big, huge forest board, you know, for a skirmish game. And then you have that one weird tree in the center that you need to go and, you know, either cleanse with fire uh, or protect from the people that want to cleanse it from with fire. Or nail your devotional paper to it so that the demon doesn't wake up and destroy your village at night. That yeah. too. Yeah, keep, yeah. Keep yeah. that headless horseman in there. Don't let yeah. him out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then your standard cemetery walls as well. So. Sweet. I love it. What have yeah. they called again? Rotten Factory. Rotten Factory. Yeah. So, uh, as I say, when this popped up, I went, oh my God, these look amazing. <laughs> Uh, and I was very taken with it. So if you are playing any of those kind of grim, darky games out there at the moment, make sure to go and give it a check. Uh, check them all out. So what I've you just, think of it? I've just switched. I've just switched from Swati to Pounds, uh, so you can get an idea of what they cost. Pretty, pretty damn good for a high detail resin figure, I would say. Especially if it's a little bit more the on the chunky side. So those set prices are quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Like perfect skirmish game prices, I think. Yeah, which is cool. So. You know, because you're probably going to get a rule book for about 10, 15 quid, maybe. And then you buy a warband for about 30 pounds and away you go. Oh, 20 quid oh, plus delivery. But I'm sure delivery is not that much. This would be very light. Mm-hmm. Then you yeah. might have a little bit of import tax these days. Yeah. Not from the EU. Depend, depending on what courier you, you have. That's true. Yeah. No, just a nice one to go and check out. And one that I never, ever heard of before. So... Mm. <laughs> Sweet, I love it. Short, sweet, cool stuff, jam-packed with character. Right, peeps, let's move on and do the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the News. <laughs> yep, uh, back for some tabletop gaming news. Uh, we're going to be starting off with the folks from Steamon who put out a bunch of expansion packs for Zombicide that I didn't even see coming. Um, I, I suppose I should have done because of the massive success of The Boys, which is what we're relating to here. Uh, so... There's a whole bunch of new expansion packs coming to Zombicide that you can pre-order right now that will give you access to miniatures to use within the game um, to take on zombies and do whatever the hell you want with them. I reckon a lot of people are probably going to pick these up just to paint them, probably, uh, and that's probably about it. Uh, But yes, so we have the Spock set for the Seven, 
which comes with not really the seven, but it comes with Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy, uh, Black Noir, <laughs> Starlight, Homelander, A Train, Queen Maeve, and The Deep. Uh, you can switch. There's another picture which has the miniatures in it, Lloyd. If you want to show that one, off. oh, that's even better. There we go. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's from left to right. So you've got all of the different characters in there. Of course, they couldn't have translucent in there because spoilers, um, but bombs and butts. And we'll stop there. No, it doesn't um, matter. I haven't really watched this show, but based on the name translucent, there wouldn't be much to see. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. Well, of course you couldn't have you it. Just throw an empty base down and go, there's translucent. Exactly. Yeah. Just like they did with uh, Frodo in the Lord of the Rings back in the day. <laughs> I've, wa- I've watched one episode of this and it gave me creepy vibes and I haven't been back to it yet. It's amazing. I love <laughs> if you If you like superhero weird stuff it's definitely worth checking out uh, yeah, but, but, anyway. but dark superhero like dark stuff oh it's, yes it's weirdly yes. dark like the start of this season has well i can't even say it because it, it would get everything bleeped but there we go <laughs> but yeah there's also the second set which comes with the boys themselves so you got again from left to right billy butcher played by carl urban doing his best london accent uh terror which is his bulldog um then you've got uh mother's milk with the sledgehammer there ready to kick someone's ass huey with a uh suspicious um <laughs> detonator in his hand um annie but uh starlight so this is actually the you know the nice one of the seven uh frenchy with his pistol at the ready and then kimiko on the end ready to rip you to pieces with her super strength and deadly claws and all that kind of awesome stuff um so again both of these sets will allow you to play as either the seven or the boys as survivors in the game of um, Zombicide. Uh, the boys kit also comes with the laser baby card, so you can have a baby that yeah. fires lasers out of its eyes, which is awesome, um, <laughs> which is cool. Um, but then, of course, everybody in the boys is basically a dickhead. Um, so <laughs> there is also uh, a set which will allow you to turn the soups into abominations so abominations in the game of zombie side are big nasty horrible monsters that you will have to uh fight against when you're doing your games so you can actually turn the seven into horrible nasty evil characters which is what they are uh and then go up against them if you would like to do so as the boys this set is available as a pre-order bonus and you actually get the version of um homelander there rising up off the ground with his laser eyes ready to burn someone's face off um, ready to go and then here's just a couple of the miniatures that i wanted to shove as well that have been painted up uh, as well so you've got homelander there and billy butcher looking pretty badass i would say um say what you will about the number of zombie side expansions that exist within the world probably not good things say what you will about simon especially if you're jerry but <laughs> uh, but i think these are actually really really nicely sculpted uh, and even if you don't actually own zombie side I reckon you probably end up picking these things up because they look like pretty cool models to use them. Uh, painted that's stuff. such a cool yeah. paint job with the cape. It is very cool. Yeah. Oh. Uh, big child creative have done a really good job on the, the uh, sort of preview paint jobs for these ones. Uh, but yeah. So pre-orders are available now for this. Uh, I'm not sure how long they're lasting for. I think it's a couple of weeks. Uh, but you can dive in, pick them up and uh, add them to your games as on beside or just pick them up and, and use them in other games if you really yeah. want to do as well. Just a quick warning, though. Do not watch it with your children. Don't watch a show with your children. It's got explodey people in it, and that's just the subtle bit. Yeah, it's not uh, <laughs> It's not the Avengers. <laughs> Let's put it no, that way. So. No, it definitely isn't. Yeah. Explodey people. He <laughs> was. That's a good way of putting it. Explodey people. <laughs> you, you got all that from the first episode, Lloyd, because I've watched yeah. it as well, and I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, so. explody people thing just like <laughs> my, my problem was it was a recommendation for me to watch from Justin and Justin said you'll probably enjoy it I watched the first episode but <laughs> yeah it's not for everyone you don't know me that true. well do you yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely not for everyone but um yeah, it's very good. I, I've enjoyed it over the last three seasons, so it's been very cool. Our next bit of news is for you, though, John. You like yes, this? Yes, yeah. So this oh, is yeah. something you definitely will enjoy. Uh, <laughs> although you're not a beginner anymore, I guess, John. No, yeah, I'm not. So, yeah, this is the new BattleTech beginner box that was announced by Catalyst uh, last week, which is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. this is coming out in September. Um, it features two mechs that you get in the box. Uh, you've also got the quick start rules in there, dice, tokens, a map, and all that good stuff. Uh, there's also a novella, which will help you dive into the exorbitantly deep yeah. lore of Battletech. Yep. Uh, and it comes in, looking at this from a conversion standpoint, of around 20 quid, which isn't yep. actually that bad. So yeah. I'm, gonna actually, I'm just going to throw this to you, John. Is this a, is this a good entry point for people? Or? Well, the, the last beginner box was roughly the same size. Uh, I think it had a couple more models in it, though. I think it was four. Right. Um, but I think also with that, the, the price was a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this this is getting you into uh, Classic or Alpha Strike, I believe, okay. um, which, which is all fine because Alpha Strike is definitely a fantastic rule system. Um, classic, classic only needs a handful of mechs per side, really only two or three per side because it's such a micromanaged system. Is this, uh, is, sorry, is this actually on their website now as well? Uh, is coming? I think it's still on the way. It was announced, or it was it was previewed at KerenskyCon a couple of months back. Okay. Uh, they, I just they don't talked wanna, about it. Don't want to confuse people because I clicked through and I was like, "Oh, this doesn't look the same." No, that's yeah. the previous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. So, yeah. So it's it's there is going to this is this will be available on the web store, but as as I say, it's not going to be out until September. So oh, okay. So it's something that's coming in the future. So if you see it online somewhere and you're like, it's all sold out, then you're like, okay, well, just watch out because it will be around. So <laughs> but, no, uh, the, yeah. the, the the beginner's box is great because you typically don't get those particular mechs in the next step up, which is the box called the Game of Armored Combat, Okay, um, right. which has a bunch more mechs in it and different stuff. Uh, so you do get the progression level there so you get the the base beginner box then you get the game of armored combat and then after that you go into clan invasion to get more stuff uh so okay. you do get a nice sort of three step into the game which is really good mm. what would the play time be like on this then if it's just two two max play time using classic rules you're probably, probably here i say you're you're probably looking at about 45 minutes okay right. when you're if you're using classic rules yeah. um if you're using alpha Quick strike start rules here yeah, if you're using like Alpha Strike rules or anything like that, you're talking about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then it, it looks like it comes with standees as well. Are they are they replacements for those mechs or are they just additional things? I can't really tell. They're they're going to see the thing with this this artwork. This may not be the final. Oh, okay, right. Um, yeah. The mechs will be set, but maybe the rest of the box contents aren't quite set. Oh, okay, so it might have um, a few more bits in it. The standees will either be two more of the same Mac that you get as a physical model, or there'll uh, be a couple of extra ones that let you expand even the beginner box. Oh, that's game. cool. You yeah. get more stuff to, to be tinker with. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. don't know about that. I mean, it literally, it literally says two high-quality, fully-assembled miniatures. Yes. 
So are you saying these will be miniatures, or they'll just be well, different no, standees? You'll, they'll they'll be standees. You will get uh, a little yeah. sort of cardboard sheet with standees in it, like all the all the other boxes they do have standees in them as well. Okay, so you get your two proper miniatures, and then the other standees, and they act as what other other mechs other, yeah. other mechs if you want to expand the game, and then go if you like that, now buy the actual. Yeah, yeah. Go for the it, game says, of it says you get the two you get the two painted miniatures and there's two die cut mech and terrain tokens. So they are, as, as you were saying, then John sort of additional yeah. things. Let me just clarify again, things. just because yeah. it said like you said two painted miniatures, two unpainted miniatures. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but that's pretty cool though, because I know a lot of people have always been on the fringe of diving into BattleTech, but have often felt like it's potentially a little bit too well. They either couldn't get hold of the boxes because they are just so hard to find and you have to go onto ebay and all that kind of thing to try and get them or they just find it so immense that it feels like it's a little bit daunting but i think this kind of provides you with a really nice entry point as you say especially because it comes with that novella to kind of add to the lore and stuff so you can read along and feel you know dive a little bit deeper and stuff which is cool yeah um, so. if you if you're going to tune in on the sunday show on xlbs this week i'm going to be talking a bit more about BattleTech as well Ooh. so I have some gameplay to, to talk about. So Ooh, very excellent. Awesome. The XLBS show is like this, but it's for our, our, our backers, our Cult of Games members over on, on tabletop.com. If you're not currently a Cult of Games member, you can sign up for a 30-day free trial and you can watch John wax lyrical all about his Battletech hobby this Sunday. Mm, get in there. <laughs> it's a great way of supporting what we do here at On Tabletop. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Got in all the plugs and the merch. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so there's maybe... no merch. This merch is not available for sale. Oh, no, we keep all this. We hoard all our own merch. We never give you any. Yeah, we probably should start <laughs> to make you t-shirts at some point, but you know, no, but... it's exclusive. Mm. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on from sci-fi stuff, uh, so we've done a little bit of pulp. We've done a little bit of sci-fi. Uh, we're moving on to some historical uh, bits and pieces. Um, so this is a new set of Arab Berber cav- cavalry that can be used in your sort of French Foreign Legion-esque games of the late uh, 19th century, which is very, very cool. Uh, So this comes from 1898 Miniatures, or Miniatures, however you want to say it, Uh, and this is an update to their range, because before this, they had just done the French Foreign Legion, uh, which we talked about at length in one of our previous uh, weekender shows. But they wanted someone to um, go up against them. And so they have crafted this new range of metal miniatures that I think just look amazing, so incredibly detailed. So you've got a proper nice collection of Arab Berber cavalry there to start doing raids on all your kind of French Foreign Legion caravans as they go through the desert and all that kind of stuff, armed with rifles and sabers and all that good Shiz. Um, they also have these look stonking. You could probably also oh, yeah. use these, uh, you could probably also use them for the Afghan wars against the Brits. Yeah, a lot of people have said that would be perfect way to sort of throw th- throw them into the mix for that and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, there's a really nice collection of uh, uh of periods that you could play them with. This also, this set comes with, uh, or at least during this pre order period, you can also get that name character that you see at the front there. So that's and um, apologies if I butcher the name Sharif Al Raisuni who was a historical character from the period, who actually would have fought alongside the Arab Berbers and all that kind of stuff, but was also portrayed by Sean Connery in a film <laughs> called The Wind and the Lion. So if you're familiar with that film and you don't have the character from that, uh, then you may uh, also know Sharif um, and all that kind of thing. So you can throw that character to the mix and have him leading your war bands against the French Foreign Legion. Um, now this but does, But that's not Sean Connery. <laughs> well, that, that's not Sean Connery. No, 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 no. That's that's the real Al Um But yeah, um, they've also um, 
as I say, all these miniatures are available from 1898 Miniaturas, which is the, the Spanish company, but they are going to be making these available to the UK exclusively through Empress Miniatures. So if you don't want to pay the shipping from 1898, they've teamed up with Empress so that you can pick up all of these miniatures from the UK nice and easily in the near future. So they should be available in August from Empress. Uh, oh, but of course, you could go to 1988 right now and just pick them up if you want to. Well, um, let's go to 1898 now and have a look at the French. Mm, yes. So uh, where are they? This one. Uh, where do I click? If you go to the web store, you'd open their web store. It's all good. <laughs> I'll just click here. There we go. Uh, and then click on the French Foreign Legion. Uh, okay. And there we go. So yeah. And, they, and they've done some really nice models for this range as well. Um, do you I know if I, they're going to be done through the Empress Miniatures or maybe I, they I believe are? They, I believe they actually already are on the Empress Miniatures website. Um, although I can't be. I can't be completely sure on that, but um, if they're going to be doing the Arab Berbers, I would assume they would have already put these up on there. So, uh, so yeah, make, make sure to go and check it out and see what you think. But I, I, when I saw these originally, I really, really liked them. I think it was mainly because, um, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a different time period almost because it goes moves on a little bit. But I always remember the French Foreign Legion from the beginning of the Mummy film when O'Connor O'Connell is with them. Uh, and they all get they all get attacked by cavalry, and then the mummy attacks and that kind of thing. So I always wanted to try and have like an O'Connell miniature in one of these, like and a Benny and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you've obviously got that's a, much, a little bit. You've got a much better memory of them. I constantly think Carry On. I can't get I can't, <laughs> well, can't Carry On movies out of my bloody head when it comes to French foreign leads. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe a different way of approaching it if you wanted to be. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, some really cool miniatures as you can see uh, that can be used for all sorts of different. Oh games yes, I finally found a tiny image. There we go. There's always got to be one. Mm, I knew I could do it. Yeah. Um, I should say as well, a lot of people have suggested using this for um, Blood and Steel. Um, so Blood and Steel is the new blood and game from Firelock, which kind of what focuses around that kind of Victoriana style period of warfare. This obviously fits directly into that kind of that wheelhouse if you really wanted to give it a go. So go and have a look and, and see what you think of it. But yeah, sweet. And it's it's probably it's probably a period of warfare that probably a lot of people haven't played as well. So it's definitely one to go and look at if you want to try and do something a little bit different. So yeah. is this smaller sets then? What are we because it all says new? Is this so like you, you can buy everything because in a big huge pre-order bundle, which gets yeah. you the Sharif Al Razani miniature, yeah. or you can just buy the individual packs of three if you. Prefer. And are they out yet? They're well, they're available oh, for pre-order, and they're going to be out in August. There you go. So, oh. yeah. 115 euro. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna have to go. Mm. I'm gonna have to go because <laughs> they are sweet looking. They are very cool. They are very cool. Yeah. Right. Enough before I get too tempted <laughs> to buy something I will never paint, but I will own. That's the, that's the thing. They'll be in a box somewhere back there, and that will be satisfying. The I've, collector's piece. I've boxed you. I got to you, little guys. <laughs> Never let the borrowers anywhere near Lloyd. <laughs> I've got you now. Uh, but anyway, moving on from the historical, we're going to the grim, dark future. Wow, uh, this is a whirlwind tour you're taking is, us on yeah. here, Ben. Uh, so we're going to be looking at all of the announcements and some of the stuff that happened before the weekend uh, for Warhammer 40,000. You know, there's only one announcement that counts, and we'll get to it. Well, one. We, weirdly enough, I've put that front and centre, Lloyd. Oh, so, you... yes. Uh, one of the things that was announced at the end of the show, because they, clearly they don't care about it, <laughs> uh, was the new kill team box set, which is called Into the Dark. And this features two new kill teams. Yeah. No, it's not Terminators. No, it's not Squats. 
It was the Imperial Navy, Navy Breacher team, which yeah. I thought looked very, very cool. Nobody cares about these for goodness sakes. Right? I, I like them, Lloyd. You shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are clearly a very awesome new kill team uh, that could be used probably in that new uh, uh, Imperial Guard Codex that's coming down the line. Just saying. Yep. Um, but yeah, lo- I love shotguns, but shotguns are awful in 40k. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to see them getting like a really nice, uh, another sort of um, bite at the the sandwich, the forty k sandwich uh, in uh, in kill team. That was a really weird metaphor. There we go. Uh, but yeah, love the style of this. I like the uh, the guy in the back who's loading it. You can see the shell popping out, and then you've got the other guy who's railing the shotgun on his shield, which I just think is such a cool image. And uh, I love that the shield it, the shield itself looks like a like bulkhead door or something, yeah. which is just another really nice little addition there as well. But uh, yeah, this isn't obviously everything that's going to be in that kill team. The kill teams are normally around sort of 10 models each. Um, I think that's sort of going off what we've seen for the um, the Krieg and that kind of stuff. Um, so there will be another set of miniatures of this set you have fun with. But who are they facing? Here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here's the big one. <laughs> Even Lloyd's mic couldn't handle his excitement. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just got quieter. I thought it would keep going. I'll just well, do it louder. Oh God! <laughs> That's what they shout when they charge into battle. Um, so yeah, so this is the new Crute Farstalker Kin Band. Now the interesting thing about this is that normally the stuff that you see in Kill Team has some bearing in the forty in in forty k. Is this going to become a new unit that gets added to the toe to the Tau sort of retinue? So instead of you just using the I normal well so. crew hunter set, what I want them to do is split them out into their own bloody army. That's what I want. Well, you can make you can. I mean, it's meant to be terrible. I mean, their own. But you codex. can make a crew. That would make be very their cool. Their own codex. If they had a codex. Crew codex. Yeah, a crew codex. Codex. There was always that really awesome set of crew rules from back in the day where you could make different units of crew based on what they ate so you could have like ones that are eaten orcs <laughs> and they were really big and tough and that kind of stuff but anyway um so yeah so you've got the the shaper there or the shaper at the front there with the pulse rifle held high and then you've got a couple of the different crew in the background and the new look crew hounds as well as you can see so they're no longer that terrible old metal um, version um as was actually pointed out at the weekend though what's quite interesting about this is that for a stalking warband of hunters why are they all standing still <laughs> Which I think is a, a, val- a valid comment. Uh, like at least the shaper is sort of like raising his rifle and getting ready. Well, to Well, we haven't seen out. the other. There's well, more exactly, minis to yeah. be revealed. Maybe the rest of these are going to be running. That would be the the best thing. Also, for a game that's played out on a on a on a space hulk, that's a sure weird little tactical rock that that shaper is standing on as he dragged <laughs> it around the, <laughs> the space. It must look it. awesome right here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but not to, to not to speak too ill of the crew. They they are looking pretty cool. And it's nice mm. to see them get updated and that kind of thing as well. This then feeds Listen, into. Uh, oh, I'm buying oh, okay. two boxes of these. Two boxes of these again. Of course you are. Of course I'm smushed are. in with my other stuff that I never painted because it gave up hope <laughs> on their being crew. <laughs> Now I will release them from the box. Your your faith has been rewarded. And I'll, and I'll put my I'll put my other army and the GW stuff in the box and say you'll now have to wait. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, these two um, kill teams come as part of the new kill team box set, which is called Into the Dark, as I mentioned at the beginning. So Into the Dark changes things up a little bit from Kill Team. So previous to this. Kill Team had been played out in sort of open 
spaces, on battlefields, and, and that kind of thing. Asks let me yeah. just let me just ask you that again. Are you saying there's a new starter set called Into the Dark? Yes, this is a and new it has yeah. the fruit and the other ones in it. Yes. yes. Why is the promo images these guys then? Why is it the tower? Because this was to show that other Death Guard, other other kill teams could Corp. be used within Corp. this game. Uh, so Death Corps. What? Well, well, well. Death Corps. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So this is because Into the Dark puts a new set of rules and mechanics into not a new set of rules. It's not a new edition or anything like that. But it puts new mechanics into the game to allow you to play inside space hulks and confined locations and they're going to be doing as you can see here floor pieces and walls and ceilings and that kind of thing so you can play games of kill team inside enclosed locations like space hulks and facilities and all that kind of stuff as well um now they did say they're going to be releasing a couple of sets that will come with lots of different pieces of terrain in it which i suppose is a, a way of doing things um, but um, this uh, this initial set for Into the Dark will come with a whole bunch of different pieces for you to make your own Space Hawks and play games. Do in. you know what it's a bit like? So. It's a bit like Dark Tide, the new 40k video game that's coming. Yes, out. it is. It's actually. all yeah. fought through Space Hawks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually, not, it's not Space Hulk. It's like an underhive type city. thing. It's a yeah, yeah. hive. Yeah, yeah. But you, you got to, I get in that kind of vibe looking at this. Very much. So. It's all yeah. very corridor based. It looks actually really kind of cool. Yeah. So you could you could literally just basically lay this on top of it and do kind of like a dark tard style game on the tabletop if you really want to do which is quite nice but yeah so that's yeah, all the stuff that's coming for, I kinda, i'm kind of interested in that i've been watching some of the gameplay a little mm -hmm. more interested in that than the vermintide one well i like vermintide because it was warhammer but i i'm also liking uh the look of dark tide as well i think it looks really cool i've seen some really nice preview videos of it now. Oh, we're going off a tangent here i'm just wondering if i get tired when i play the video game because it is a bit it's a bit it's a bit like a zombie game in so much as the amount of stuff that rushes at you you have to kill as well so i'm wondering Maybe. if that would get tiresome after a while but visually wow it's got a really cool aesthetic it looks like the video game like when you're running through it there's parts in the video game that you're looking at going oh that just looks like the landing pad from 40k oh that yeah. just looks like this bulkhead from 40k they've done a really good job of taking the 40k aesthetic into that video game Yep. It, maybe maybe we'll see games which will do like an officially licensed like dark tide kill team that could be kind of cool based on the characters in the game that could be nice and fun but yeah get myself but, a big ogre and blah i mean they didn't do it for vermintide because they killed that world but there we go yeah they're not they won't <laughs> they won't do that <laughs> uh but yeah never so, say never never say never yeah uh so yeah so that was kill team into the dark uh also announced last week on the friday uh, well, not announced, leaked. Yeah, sure, leaked. Leaks. Games Workshop. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> they leaked the fuzzy picture uh, of Angrond, the demon Primarch of Corn, and then conveniently brought out a full-on proper look at the miniature after the fact as well. So we knew that we were going to be getting a World Eaters Codex for this chaos, uh, this chaos chapter, this Legion uh, in forty k. Um, which hopefully we'll see updated Corn Berserkers because they're one of the oldest kits in existence now. Um, but leading the way for them is the new Demon Primarch of Corn, as you can see there, kicking ass, taking names, owning face with that axe and shield, axe and sword combo. Looking very cool indeed. Still got the butcher's nails uh, sort of drilled into the back of his head, which is kind of cool. Uh, but now that means that we've seen, what, three Demon Primarchs now? Because we've had um, Magnus one, the Red. One Loyalist. Yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, so we've got Magnus the Red. We've got Typhus. No, what is his name? Typhus. No, it's not Mortarian. Typhus. Mortarian. That's his name. 
Thank God one of us knows the law. <laughs> <laughs> and now, obviously, we've got Angron. And then for the loyalists, we've only got uh, Girlyman. Uh, Robot Girlyman. Robot Girlyman. But um, there are whispers on the internet that we're going to be seeing um, the lion soon as part yeah. of the, new, the next box set or something. But, I think maybe uh, the, the, yeah. the lion or Vulcan would, would be two good Primarchs to bring back anyway. That would be very cool. Yeah, yeah. Or you bring back you bring back Demon Russ. <laughs> and Russ just storms out the Eye of Terror and being like, what do you mean I look weird? I'm a loyalist, right? <laughs> You're a massive werewolf. <laughs> but, uh, oh, what a twist that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I'm really liking the look of Angron. I think Angron looks pretty cool. Uh, I, he's he's all right. He's no Mortarian, though, because Mortarian is the best looking of the Primarchs so far. Yeah, I think Definitely. Mortarian's got a really nice presence to him. I think that's a really yeah. cool thing. About sort him. of in flight with those chains hanging down from him. Like, he's incredible yeah, yeah. looking. Yeah, very nice indeed. Um, capping things off for the 40k news as well. Well, not really 40k, but live grim dark news. We had the new... Uh, because why, why announce all the vehicles for the Necromunda gangs? Let's just let's just release one. You can um, do it one at a time. We'll do it one at a time. So this is the new Goliath Mauler. Although I refuse to call it a guy Goliath Mauler, this is an orc bike because every orc player will be picking these up and converting yep. them. <laughs> yeah, why but, wouldn't uh, you? Exactly. Yeah. So this has been designed for Necromander Ash Waste, which is the version of Necromander that's played out on the the uh, Ash Wastes of, uh, of the world. outside. You don't even you don't even need to do much conversion because he's a bulky guy. You literally just replace his head. Yeah, yeah just you could just green, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really, you really could. Uh, and there are two versions of this model. There's one with the big grinder on the front, which is the best version, and then there's the other one which comes with the big wheel, um, which is okay. But I think the grinding wheel is is the best one. No, so, no this one's the best. Not no. This one's not. No. This is the best one. No grinding wheel. No, this is the best one. Because I can Why? burn rubber with this one. <sighs> you can Terrible. put I could put rubber skid marks all over the tabletop. You've been outvoted by me and John. The grinder <laughs> is the best one. Yeah. Right, <laughs> also, you you guys and your love of grinder for goodness sakes. That's true. Um, also, have you noticed how this looks very very similar to a particular vehicle from Halo, Lloyd? Yes, it does actually look a lot like the I can't remember what it's called. The but brute it's like one. Yeah. The brute chopper thing with the brute big chopper. wheel. Yep. So, so somewhere, Games Workshop are stealing someone else's homework. So, <laughs> Who thought that could have happened? This one's a bit like the brute chopper made love to the bike from Batman. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, clearly these Goliaths watch a very particular subset of movies and and love certain IPs. So there we go. Yeah, but yeah, that's just one of the many vehicles that are probably on the way for um, Necromunda and the Ash Wastes. Moving on from the grim dark future, we're also looking to the Mortal Realms because Age of Sigmar also got a look in um, over the weekend as well, uh, and we started off with a new box set for Warcry. So obviously. For this week's show, we are giving away the previous box set, which you can oh, still yeah. dive into and pick up, which comes with very cool models and lots of train and all that kind of stuff. Very, very nice. But a new box set is on the way, which is called The Heart of Gur, which will allow you to dive into playing Warcry within the Realm of Beasts, where the story has moved on to within Age of Sigma. Um, this is centered around the Gnarlwood, which is a living forest, as every forest is, I suppose, but <laughs> in a living forest, which is trying to eat you. So basically everything is carnivorous, right? Um, and you're going to be fighting through the Nile world, trying to um, sort of battle each other and look for relics and treasures and all that kind of thing. But that's because a Seraphon realm ship 
so basically a big old fantasy spaceship, has been detonated in orbit and all bits of it have crashed down into the realm of beasts. And you are going to be rushing around trying to find all the different secrets that the Seraphon, the Lizardmen, have left in the jungle for you. The two warbands for this, actually, let's talk about the ter terrain first. When I looked at this box set, I really, really like the terrain. I think the terrain looks really fun. I love uh, that it's all sort of like walking trees that have kind of eaten animals and then like sort of taken root above their skulls and stuff. And I like yeah. the bamboo bridges and stuff. And it's it's really fun nice. though, but it's not as good a value. It, for me, it doesn't look as good a value as the last box set's terrain. Look at this. I think that is I think that is very cool because it feels like it all has like a use within the moment and you can lump jump on top of it and all that kind of stuff. I think that's very nice. But this, um, this is this is the one we're giving away, peeps. So get your comments in. Yeah. I mean, look at this. And I say that because it looks like there's more of it here. <laughs> Plus it's well, more yeah. reusable in your games of 40k. Well, that is also a bonus yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I I do also want to point out that between this box set and Ash Wastes for Necromunda. The amount of terrain you're getting is starting to look a lot thinner on the ground. That is, but that the is true. Price yeah. is basically the same, if not yeah. higher. Yeah, because that that versus this, it's just like that. That is a, that is a much more on its own. There's yeah, a big yeah. structure. That's a big structure. Mm -hmm. Then there's all this set that goes in amongst it all, and then you've got your scatter bits on top of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it's a different aesthetic. I mean, I guess that's a big structure, and that's a big structure, and that's a big structure. There probably is quite. You know, well, no, it just doesn't look as good for value for money, does it? <laughs> yeah, true. I suppose I, I quite like I like the theme they've gone for. I think it's a little bit different from what we've seen in Warcry previously. But as you say, it'll be different straight for different folks. What's quite nice about these sets is that I mean, like I'm going to go through what's in this now, but there's no reason that you have to just immediately go and pick this up because all this stuff is sold separately at some point in the future yeah. anyway. The way you play um, your game will be quite different though, because this is far yes. more open looking that than, is the, true. than, than yeah. the previous set. Yeah, but uh, the set comes with the um, the Rotmire Creed. Which, which no, gotta admit, these are cool. Yes, so these are followers of like a strange plague god that lives within the uh, the heart of the, the, the swamps and stuff of, of Gur, which kind of goes into what Games Watch have been doing in the past where they've, They've always had warbands that follow something that is like an aspect of one of the chaos gods, but not isn't inherently corn or Nurgle or Zench, yeah. which I've always thought is a really fun way of doing things because it kind of harks back to the world that was and, and Warmer Fantasy Battles because there were so many Marauder tribes that would worship like the Raven Murder God or something. And actually, it was just an aspect of corn, and they didn't realize they were being chaos worshippers until someone came up and went, "Hey, you worship chaos," and they went, "Oh, cool!" So, <laughs> so yeah, which I really think I think it's a really nice way to go. So you've got the Rotmire Creed there with a the kind of like the hoods and cowls and skull masks and bamboo things, and someone who's clearly like taped like a big panpipe to their face, which I think is quite fun. <laughs> um, but then going going up against them, they, let's see if we can find panpipe panpipe boy. There it's he right is, here. on left, yeah. yes. I like to think that he just sort of like toots as he walks around, <laughs> which he might do depending on what he eats in the in the swamps as well, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so going against them, we've also got the horns of Hashut, which will be another uh, callback to the world that was in one fantasy battles, if people remember it. So Hashut was the god that was worshipped by the Chaos Dwarves, now the Chaos Duardin, obviously, uh, in um, Warhammer. So these are the human followers of Hashut, 
that have been armed and armoured, probably by some Chaos Duardian, although it's not been directly said. Uh, so they are armed and uh, sort of look pretty badass and pretty heavily armoured compared to the lightly armoured uh, Rot Creed that we saw before. I quite like their helmets. I wasn't sure on them to begin with, but then I got like a gold vibe from Stargate. Yeah. And I was immediately like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. It's very cool. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know what you guys think about the two of those, but I, I think of the two of them, I think I prefer the horns of a shut. Just maybe not the guys at the back that aren't heavily armored, I don't think. But, uh, oh, I'm definitely going for this one. This kind of, yeah, I kind of like the Rottmeyer better. Yeah. Um, I, th- I guess there's a lot more stuff there to play around with painting wise, probably, I suppose. But, oh, I uh, think the other set will be easier to paint. Oh, that'll be easy to paint. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you've got all these big bits of cloth and cloths yeah. of pain in the ass, the big surfaces. That would be much easier to paint this. There, there is always the new contrast paints that, are, that is true which i haven't tried any yet because it's like all my old contrast paints for goodness sakes <laughs> well you haven't tried them yet lloyd because we've only just received our stock of them so mm-hmm. there you go yeah but um so yeah that's going to be the two warbands they're going to be uh, as part of this new box set that will take things forward and tell the story in a different way that means that all the stuff from the previous set will be available separately and all that kind of thing or you could just win it from us. There you go. Just win it all. There we go. Just comment down below and say what you think. Comment, sub, and like. Mm-hmm. And away you go. But yes, finish things off for Age of Sigmar. Possibly my favourite announcement from the weekend was the Hex Banes Hunters Warband for use in Warhammer Underworlds. So Nether Maze is where we are at the moment with this. And this is your witch hunting warband that is in no way inspired by Mordheim <laughs> uh, for you to use on the tabletop. So you've got Hexbane in the center there with his pistol at the ready and his torch held high, flanked by a bunch of his lackeys. So you've got that guy in the top right who's firing a crossbow that has a bomb attached to the end of it, because why not? Uh, you've got your big burly brute in the top uh, top left there with his massive axe, ready to cut someone in half. And you've got that lady in the bottom left with her repeater pistol and axe in hand as well. I like to think the axes are there for smashing through coffin lids so they can then just stake whatever vampires inside, which I think is a very cool way of thinking about it. And then, of course, you've got the good doggos. Everybody loves a good doggo. And there are two lovely butchies for you to play around with in your games. A coochie, coochie, cool. <laughs> what I, what I, I liked about this, I, I was watching... Um, discourse talking about these and, yeah, uh, yeah. she she pointed out that there's a very clean aesthetic to these they're not your typical warhammer-esque kind of over-the-top stylistic kind of thing yeah. it's it's a yeah. lot more subtle in this and as soon as she pointed that out i was like actually yeah i'm really digging that because it's mm-hmm. just more it's dark and gritty without needing the skull motifs and all yeah. sorts of weird things on yeah. top of it yeah, Very they're mi- they're made for that, purpose kind of thing. There are minis that I look at and go, I would buy those. Yeah. yeah. Because they're toned down a bit. They're not over the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just classic. Yeah. And then the nice thing about these as well is that I think now you could get to the point where you could start to look at using these in actual Age of Sigma, where I would take this set, I'd take the Vendensed um, family, so the two witch hunters that were announced, well, released a couple of years ago now, then maybe pick up a few of the bits from Curse City, for example, and then use them to lead like a flagellant style, like fanatical army of Sigmarites or something on the tabletop. So put all the Stormcast to the side and just play around with this kind of like weird agents of Azir, witch hunting vibe. I think it could be very cool. And of course, as we talked about with R&D of the week, kit bashing is always a thing. 
So you could take these and you could turn them into an Inquisitor Warband and use them in 40k. All you got to do is switch out that flintlock for like, you know, a very sort of Baroque style um, Adeptus Mechanicus weapon or something. And away you go. You've got some 40k models. Stick some wires and bionics on them and, you know, rip off the leg of one of those dogs and put a bionic one in its place. <laughs> those cootie poochies. And uh, you could have fun with it and uh, dive into some sci-fi as well if you really wanted to. Or just use them for more time because why wow. not? So I'd really like to be able to have an army that's like this mm-hmm. in Age of Sigmar. Yeah. And not, and not so over the top. Mm. And just something that's a bit more classic fantasy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really hoping that we're getting to the point now where Games Workshop are going to look at the because they have teased this. They're going to look at the free cities, which is kind of like your typical empire style stuff from yeah, one exactly. fantasy. And they are going to reinvent it to give us just normal humans. I would love to see that. I think it's really, really lacking. A yes. sort of a regular human army sort of faction at this yeah. point, especially because in I don't the books, want it, I don't want it to be have as, all those. But yeah, but <laughs> I don't want it to be like super ornate though. I don't want it to look like. Um, he's on parade. Yeah, I don't want it to look like fluffy jackets and all that sort of stuff. This is the sort of look that I'm after. Yeah, you don't want the old school empire. No. You want you want something new and different. Yeah, so you want the. I Witcher know it sounds TV ridiculous. Show. I want something new and boring. <laughs> Does that sound weird? <laughs> yeah, I, it's, you know no, I, mean? I get where you're coming from. I want something boring. <laughs> <laughs> because you everything want, in the universe is so ah, flamboyant you want, and over you the want, top. You want generic fantasy, but you want it done with GW sculpting style. Yes. That's, that's yeah. kind of because that's what those guys kind of look like to me. It's like that's definitely a GW sculpt, but it is definitely also almost very generic fantasy, which is yeah. really good. Weirdly, just, just how you see your undead. You like your undead, but you don't want to be covered in bat wings. So. No, no, that's why I'm painting. <laughs> that's why I'm going to paint up those flipping uh, undead Vikings that I was showing off in the Draugr. Yeah, the yeah. Draugr, I'm going to paint them up. But I'm going to go down the ghosty route, cool. as discussed last week. I think I'm going to go down the ghosty route. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and get some. There's a new contrast paints. Do they have any new ones for like ghosty painting? Oh, yeah, tons. Just. Yes. I'm going to have to look into it. <laughs> You're going to have to look into it. But yeah, so there we go, everybody. That's all the news. We had a, a bunch of games right at the end there, but there's some always some fun stuff for you to dive into for historical and pulp and sci-fi and all that kind of thing. Basically, what I'm saying is buy Battletech and make John happy. Buy Battletech. Yeah, there we go. And Crude for the win. And Crude. There we go. <laughs> That's getting bought. Flip sake, Crude. I've been like 10 years for that. <laughs> Flip sake. Right, peeps. 3D painting. 3D painting? 3D printing is next. Right, peeps, 3D printing then. And this week we've got some cool piratey stuff to be looking at. Yeah, so uh, Raging Heroes are back for July with a whole bunch of awesome new miniatures for you to print off at home. What you do is sign up to their Heroes Infinite or over on Patreon and you'll be able to get your hands on some amazing new miniatures, which are the Pirates' Curse of the Dead Sea. And you've got to see it in that voice. (laughs) Or as Free says... Just wait until Ben does an impression of something <laughs> and we'll see where it goes. But yes, so as we say, the theme of this one is piratical loveliness. And that means creating characters for your role-playing games, your skirmish games, your mass battle games, or just for the sake of painting that you could use that all have a nautical theme and feel to them. Uh, now, uh, as Whoa. is... 
<laughs> as is the case with all of their releases there are a bunch of character models uh, that are also named characters and things that they've created there's also a bunch of troops and monsters and vehicles and all sorts that sort of thing then on top of that they've also thrown in big pieces of terrain uh, and all sorts of bits and pieces there as well so you can have fun with it and uh, and dive in and create something new and different for use on the tabletop you've had a look at um well through some of these anyway john i know and uh and, and had some fun with it and uh were there any that you were particularly drawn to apart from the sharkman champion of course yeah well so. <laughs> you know you know there's the the vlog already out so um yeah it's yeah we'll uh, come to that in a minute john's actually printing some of this stuff and making blogs yeah, yeah. the to be fair the infantry that they brought out with this release the particularly the tabaxian uh, oh yeah, the Tabaxi yeah. and boarding party uh, are really cool because it's just it's just cat girls. <laughs> but they're they're like ninja cat girls with swords. Yeah. yeah. Um, she, however, that one with the well, that one as well. She oh, looks amazing, and she looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, Ali. Oh, the, the names, the enchanted ship figurehead. Her, that's absolutely amazing. Um. Mainly because you know the way we've talked about it before, where um, Raging Heroes show us this multi-material-looking sort of way to to show off their three D files. Yeah, using um, the renders and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we were looking and looking at them in here, and Shay and I were saying, wouldn't it be cool to print these in the transparent resin and just oh, paint yeah. the figures, but leave all the water effects as just the bare resin with like a gloss varnish over it? That would be cool. So you actually, you'd actually get to that sort of feel from it, and mm -hmm. that that would be, we're, we might have to experiment with that in the future. So. <laughs> well, if you did Remedy it that, and tattoo removal, amazing. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> did it that way, you could possibly not paint the eyes then, and, and they would still have some sort of glassy look to them. They would, but at the same time, they would just look black because you'd have painted over everything else. There'd be no ambient but they would light. Still, but they'd still be reflective wouldn't they but then a gloss varnish would do the same anyway um yeah maybe. But we were just saying with like particularly the woman that has the jellyfish lore if all of her was printed in a transparent resin like a greedy blue transparent resin she would look amazing if you didn't paint that part you know you get that large section of of clearly transparent material yeah yeah so um, we're here we'll see some of those troops that john was talking about as well yeah the you got the ogre cannoneers, and there's the tabaxian. The tabaxian yeah. is so cool. <laughs> I love them so much. Mm. But then the centerpiece. This was the first centerpiece I'd looked at in a while from Heroes Infinite, where I was like, I'm very tempted to give that a go at some point. Because how cool would that be? Not just as a, a display piece for the miniatures, but as you know, a lot of terrain on a board. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Playing playing underwater. Oh. You know, like like Deep Wars ask kind of thing. That would be cool. Yeah, especially when you use things like the these the cold tools, because you could have them sort of coming out of that structure yeah. as they've they've been kind of like bound to it, and then they're fighting against some of the other characters who have mastered some of the sea monsters and things. Yeah, so you could have kind of like the ghostly pirates versus the sea monsters, which is mm -hmm. pretty cool. That would look. Oh, there you go. There's your there's your uh, cat off. girl ninjas. <laughs> the vaccines are so cool. I love the hair. The I love hair the, is amazing. The mix of just hair, but also the braids and stuff through mm -hmm. them as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's classic skeleton. Skeleton. Look at this classic undead parody crew. 
<laughs> you know what's cool? What's really cool about those is the fact that some of their legs aren't attached to anything. Yes, the negative space. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, just the I didn't suggestion. Just realize that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They're still gonna get broken when you play with them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you don't cure them as quick after printing them, they'll retain a bit of flexibility. Uh, to them. rubber. Or you oh, yeah, just, rubber. You are glue. <laughs> you could just get the rubber uh, 3D print resin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> These guys, filament. look at the size of these bloody cannons they're holding. Mm. The ogre, ogre cannoneers. I love the idea of putting together a Ogre Kingdom's force, sort of like for Warhammer, and then using these, because they've always had um, Dogs of War-style stuff in there and mercenaries and things, so you could play around with those and use them in your games. That could be really what nice. What are they called? Lead somethings? Lead, lead belches. belches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why the paint's named Lead Belcher. True, so, true. Yeah. <laughs> Cold fools on sharks. <laughs> Shark cavalry is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as good as Romans and bears, if anyone remembers that joke. <laughs> the memes. Uh, um, you could use these as like alternative Ideneth Deepkin. Imagine that. Hmm. Use those rules from Age of Sigma, but tie them into these um, soul reaping undead instead of soul reaping uh, elves. That'd be yeah. really cool. Yeah. I wonder I do if like I could those replace the fins with wings. With wings, yeah, and have flying sharks. Oh, I mean, you really yeah. want that Sharknado feel? Yeah, <laughs> shark slash dragon. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget this. I see there. To me, that is um, Daughters of Cain. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very Daughters of Cain, the Medusa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, the segmented nature of their bodies. I think that's really yeah. that's a nice addition. Mm. Yeah. Where's the three-headed shark, though? A group oh, of. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, the, the most terrifying angler fish in the world. Mm. There's, oh, there you go. Three-headed there's shark. the three-headed shark. Will they show it? There we go. <laughs> Again, playing with the negative space on his on his left arm. Yeah, and yeah. his right arm actually. I've just noticed oh, wow. that the the ghosty stuff is is supporting that other arm up. That's so cool! That is such a nice touch. My camera is slightly in the way of that of the name of that shark. So <laughs> when I'm reading it, it actually just reads "bro shark." Um, <laughs> <laughs> just it's just your bro shark, man. My bro shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But um, yeah, all, all of these are available to 3D print. Um, this month from Raging Heroes. Mm. And as, the, as is the case with a lot of this stuff, it will eventually, well, not all of it, but most of it will be coming to their retail in the next couple of months as Do well. Do they have a page that can go to the... Yes, the one you're on. Scroll down. Let's keep scrolling. You'll see all them. There you go. And... Uh, oh, no. wait. If you, <laughs> normally that stuff's on that page. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, you should be able to see it. Uh, let me just click and find it for you while I jabber on. I think you need to, to be long. Oh, check out this month's releases. There we go. That's right. the one. Big row. There you go. And then scroll down. You should be able to see That's it. what there I'm after. Go. There we go. Because uh, they've got all of them, uh, well, most of them up as separate images like that. And then there's their big old image that shows you everything because they split things into two tiers. Yep. So you've got the hero tier where you get pretty much most of the stuff. And then the Overlord tier takes things to the next level and gives you massive, huge pieces and monsters and like, all that kind of thing. So. Imagine, imagine that girl with the the jellyfish, like printed in like a bluey green transparent. That'd be resin. so cool. Yeah, it'd be really nice. I'm so tempted to try that. Even the even the tendrils underneath in that same mm -hmm. style, I think, would be really cool. Yeah, 
and then you could paint them mod the characters rather than them being sort of physical characters i do them as sort of ghosts or even going from physically being there to being ghostly mm. actually sort of like ripping their souls away from them or something yeah That's cool. it'd be yeah. difficult to have this uh clear because when you paint this guy you would actually be able to see through him at this point that's not necessarily a bad idea, though. <laughs> that could, could kind of work. I guess, couldn't, I'm assuming the tentacles attached him, so you couldn't paint behind him. Uh, well, it suppose, it yeah. depends how the model is constructed, because that won't be a one-piece print. No, so it true. depends what way yeah. the parts are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's that centerpiece, as, as, as we were saying, which looks amazing. So good. Yeah. There's also uh, an added benefit to being on the Heroes Infinite rather than the Patreon. I mean, obviously, the money goes directly to Raging Heroes, which is great <laughs> yeah. so there's no extra costs and that kind of thing but you also get some additional things so you can see that the cravivorous <laughs> i think that's how you say his name the little goblin ship surgeon he gets the little bonus stuff on his uh weapon because you've booked it through uh you've signed up through heroes infinite rather than just through patreon which is cool so yeah very cool stuff indeed i like it i've been playing a lot of cfds recently so this is well. Well, this now. is right up the right in your warehouse. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This stuff's cooler than a lot of stuff you see in Sea of Thieves. <laughs> you know, for a video game, it's very un uninspired compared to what miniatures games do. Miniature mm. games have the coolest stuff when it comes to characters and things, way oh, better yeah. than most video games. You know why that is, Lloyd? No, I don't. Tabletop games don't require um, vetted by some sort of, you know, age restriction. <laughs> that's true <laughs> they, they, there there is no like was it oh, i can't even remember what the esrb or whatever it is but these yeah, guys true. for example they're way cooler than any pirates you'll see any ghost pirates you'll see in any sort of video game mm -hmm. way cooler mm. loving it and you have been doing a vlog about this then as well john yeah so if if anyone that's watching doesn't know i've been doing a vlog or we're starting a monthly vlog for each of these monthly releases from Heroes Infinite, where we're going to, we pick a miniature, we show the releases, we pick a miniature, chuck it into a slicer program, export that out and stick it into a 3D printer and showing you those stages, because we've I found from the first two, we're getting the most value out of showing you guys at home how easy it is to actually run a 3D printer and what the, the simple step process is for actually doing it. And yeah. um, the quality of miniature you're getting out of it, particularly so in this here. particular video, John, you're literally mm -hmm. going from start to finish, are you? Yeah. So we're picking the model here. We're showing the releases. Then we pick the model, which is the Shark Champion, the Sharkman Champion this month. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think I even mentioned in there what you know, clear resin would be kind of cool on that. This guy. <laughs> so yeah. that's the guy we went with this month. Um, so then I show it in the slicer program right there, which is Chidu Box Pro, which I'm using, and showing you and talking about the, the fact that the models come pre-supported or unsupported. So you can, with pre-support, it's literally throw it onto the, into the Slicer program, set it all up, set your printer up, and away you go. So it's, I find like a lot of, a lot of the comments and stuff on it so far have just been, it's nice to see someone actually working a printer from start to finish because we i noticed on youtube particularly most people don't go through each step by step they kind of want to review the printer or review the print printer's quality or something like that so getting to see the average joe like myself just going this is my printer and whatnot just do it 
Yeah. He's managed to basically have no fails as well. So. This, is the, <laughs> yeah. this is the new pen tree that you bought, John, is it? This this is the, the Elegy Mars 3 that 4K? I bought. It's a 4K, yeah. And it is superb as a as a machine, as a off-the-shelf buy it as a customer. That 4K machine is absolutely brilliant. One of the, one of the things that I, I think is really good about this series is that I think it helps to dispel some of the myths about it. Mm-hmm. where like you know we've done two of these now where we've shown the process and how it all works and created an amazing looking miniature at the end of it so you know if you're diving into this and you have a 3d printing and you're like oh i don't really want to turn it on yet <laughs> yeah this is a good way to be like okay i'll follow i'll follow john along and maybe buy some of these raging heroes miniatures and, and give it a go so yeah very cool do you cure the model in this no, I washed it in that. Then it goes oh, to curing. I mean, do you do the curing step, or are you just uh, not in this one? Step? In the first video, I show the the curing process. Yeah, um, there's there's the finished article. Oh. I mean, how how good is that for indistinguishable from like a resin cast, John? Mm-hmm. Possibly even better because like no no bubbles or anything to be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because it's printed in the way the the 3D printers work, there's no warped parts. Mm-hmm. So there's no warped parts and there's no mold lines from a, a resin cast. So you're you're getting essentially what the 3D file shows you every time. Yeah, oh, other than good. cleaning up the little support bits and mm-hmm. pops here and there, which I'd far rather clean that up than a mold line. Yeah, <laughs> a mold especially line, especially if, with a mold slip and yeah, like the two halves aren't exactly. And if you get a mold line right over cloth, for example, I hate it. Oh, it's a pain. It's an absolute see this pain. Rippled sort of bandage part see along there if you get a mold line along that it's so hard to clean yeah you end up just scraping detail off the model trying to get rid of it yep which is why or, or, or you just do what i do and just don't bother <laughs> and then jerry calls you out for it and then jerry calls me out for it see <laughs> ways you get such a hard time ben called out for mold lines called out for paint, paint on with a trial yeah brown paint there you go right yeah well that was the heroes infinite and if you want to get involved in that what's the best way then again ben uh so you head over to their website which is heroesinfinite.com uh you can do this or you can do patreon whichever takes you fancy but you obviously get a few more extra bits and pieces if you sign up via uh heroes infinite so there we go so you can do this or you can go through the patreon thing basically just visit their website and it'll tell you all about it also full disclosure i'm i'm a fully paid up um overlord on heroes infinite oh you're an <laughs> overlord i actually pay yeah i pay them the money for this sort of stuff because it's it's worth it i have now a back catalog of about five or six months worth of stuff that if i ever need a model for something i can just dip into it and see and go for it you're collecting the smart way i'm collecting stupid old way where i need boxes <laughs> you literally just walk around with the memory key and go I have a million figures. You should see my BattleTech pen here. drive. <laughs> I, have a, I have a BattleTech pen drive and it is almost full. <laughs> right. Well, on that note of being full, this show is getting full. Let's move on to the Kickstarters and see what we've got. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Um, so we kick things off um, for this week with a bit more 3D printing because that seems like a good way to carry things on. Uh, and so this is actually something I was like, oh, I'm looking through Kickstarter. What should I find? What can I find? Oh, World War II. Boom. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is a set of German Africa Corps DAC uh, 
troops effectively and characters and all that kind of thing for you to throw into your desert warfare um, battles on the tabletop in 28 millimeter. This comes from Idlewash. I'm going to say that's their name, <laughs> uh, which is uh, a small little creator who's done two campaigns so far, as you can see. This is obviously one of them. Uh, and it comes with a whole bunch of bits and pieces for you to print out really awesome um, Africa Corps models for your German forces. So you've got the command, as we saw there. So you've got sort of like a general leading the way. You've got comms experts and all that kind of stuff. And you've got all sorts of different packs of infantry that come in different uniforms and with different gear and different weapon loadouts. A couple of them in different poses as well. So you can use them for um, creating a very diverse little squad. And obviously, because these are SDL files, you can just print the ones that you really like, really, uh, rather than just being stuck with a certain set of them. Yeah, um, and with it being SDL files, it would be pretty much an instantaneous delivery. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the way they're set up as well, they should print fairly easily, I would imagine. Um, stretch goals have also unlocked a whole bunch of additional bits and pieces. So you've got the MG34, as you see there. So you've got a full team setting up on the tabletop. You've got your mortar teams, and then also a bunch of additional infantry carrying different weapons in different loadouts and, and that kind of thing as well. So you've got more slightly more animated characters within the stretch goals and stuff that have been added into the mix for your different pledges, which is really cool. And then to cap things off, if you're a little bit hesitant about giving this a go, you can download their free test miniature and give it a shot and see whether or not you like it. Um, yeah, looks pretty good. Jono, Jono, you have to download that and print that guy out. <laughs> Seriously, but what I'd love you to do is print it in 15 mil, 28 mil, and 32. Yeah, I was Whoa. actually I was wondering how how well they would scale down. Because I'm be looking at I'm looking at the, the models and I'm thinking these sculpts would hold up to be in a 15 mil or they, more specifically what i'm interested in actually is 20 mil that's what i'm yeah. actually interested in because yeah. i got 20 mil tanks and stuff which i've never bought any any infantry to go with them oh, <laughs> oh here's look, someone done. done it <laughs> <laughs> well there oh, you there are you that answers that question doesn't <laughs> it, it does <laughs> The thing that's quite nice about these, I thought anyway, was that they're slightly more I would say, heroic. sorry, Ben, this sorry, is probably 28, 20, and 15 then that we're looking at. Uh, or 54, 32. Oh, I, I, think <laughs> the, I think the smallest one is 20. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's 20, 28, and then it's 32. Oh, maybe. I think we need it's a just hand what i actually asked for, because it doesn't actually say, I guess, maybe if you read the page, Lloyd. I don't know. It doesn't seem to say. I didn't see it, but no. Um, but the thing that I quite liked about these was that they were um, they're slightly more heroic in proportion, mm. which puts them a little bit more in line with bolt action style models, which I think is yeah. quite nice. So they should work well with with that range. But then, as you say, Lloyd, because their proportions are a little bit more exaggerated in the hands and the faces, that shouldn't mean that when you scale them down, they should re you should be able to see a lot more of that detail more readily rather than it just also being sort of disappearing into like a murk effectively, which is quite yeah, nice. Yeah, they've got so. that proper toy soldier aesthetic to them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is, again, what kind of bolt action and stuff has, so this should be a pretty good fit. Juicy. Well, what more can you say? Yeah. Funded. Mm -hmm. 31 days to go. I would assume that the that you'll get your STL files pretty instantaneously. You'll not be sitting waiting for months. And they've got a, a test one up there that you can... You can download and print. I don't know if yeah. it comes with scaffolding and stuff like that, but I'm guessing if you download the test file, you'll find out pretty quick. Uh, I think it does because those versions, those examples did have it. So They all looked like yeah. they were pre-supported. So. Oh, juicy. Mm. Right. Juicy, have, juicy Germans. Juicy. Juicy Germans. We have one more Kickstarter to wrap us up for this week. 
Yeah, so uh, this is one that Free had picked out um, last week and was very excited about because it's uh, a pretty interesting one full of awesome terrain. Uh, so this is Acid House, Juicy Acid House. Juicy. <laughs> uh, and this is their fantasy edition of their quick and easy modular portable terrain for you to use on your tabletops. So last time around, they did sci-fi and they did lots of big, awesome sort of like um, sci-fi hub units and buildings and that kind of thing that you could use in your games. Pardon me. This is them putting together a different version, which is all based around the fantasy genre. So the whole point of this is that it is cheap as chips and really easy to put together paper buildings for you to use in your games. So they've done things like taverns, they've done houses, they've done castle walls, they've done temples, they've done ruins, they've done bridges, they've got stairs and all the extra bits and pieces that you need to use them. And as you can see, they've all been designed so that they are hard wearing and all that good stuff. They've even done trees and gaming mats and all that kind of bits and pieces. The thing that I think was really fun about, was fun, really fun with this, is that they basically said, and this sort of came across in some of their marketing material as well, was, have you ever wanted to play a game in a castle? But then you've looked at how much it costs to buy a castle and gone, maybe not. <laughs> well, this is their sort of way of being like, you want a castle? Here's a castle, very Oprah style. Uh, throwing it down on the table and having fun with it. The other nice thing about this as well, no painting involved. You can look inside all of the interiors, which are all detailed, as you can see. There's even the option to have, there's even like gridded bits and pieces on them as well, which is quite nice. So you can use them for role-playing games, which is good, good fun. Uh, and yeah, the system has been designed so that it's nice and easy and quick to put together and use on the tabletop. You know, it's not, it's never going to take the place of fully, you know, crafted handmade terrain or maybe Dwarven Forge and all those kind of things like that. But when it comes to gaming, I think a lot of people just want terrain so that they can just start playing games. And this basically does the job for you, which I think is, you know, perfectly fit for purpose and what you want. Yeah, to. it's very basic in in the shapes that they've used, but that's yeah. maybe the actual that's possibly the appeal that you get the box. Yeah, set, exactly. Yeah. And you're not you're not confronted with, oh my God, I have to fold this bit and fold that bit and glue this bit and do this bit. It's literally almost just folding up boxes and off you go. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. Also it it leans into a lot of what our community members do on their pages as well as make make a background for their photography. That's also true. This yeah. this is stuff that just folds away back into the box again. So you're saving space, weight, and time, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of really appealing to me at the minute because I yeah. I've just finished my first ever proper terrain project, mm -hmm. and um, I'll be talking about it on XLBS. But I've suddenly realized <laughs> that the space requirement for one particular game or one particular scale and i'm like mm, i don't think i'll do this again so this kind of stuff is sort of more really though but would we end up folding this up again well not in here we wouldn't is this is this designed to be refolded and put away well it's uh well i'm not actually sure i, I know that it well, feels notice. like it should yeah yeah because yeah. I don't know if I could ever be arsed refolding it. Yeah. I'm looking at it from the point of view that's easy to build. I'm looking at it going, if I buy this and it gets delivered to me, I can have it all built in one day and be playing. Oh, rather, that's yeah. Rather than looking at it and thinking, oh, I'll build this over a course of weeks and then forgetting about it and never actually getting doing it. And it'll be <laughs> stuck in another tub up there somewhere. Mm. Looking at this stuff, I think that's the key here is, is just keep it simple, keep oh, it yeah, accessible. Because yeah. you're looking at it, go, well, it's very basic shapes, but that's the point of it. 
Exactly. I'm sure they could have done something more complicated, but the end user would be like, uh, it takes longer to do then. Yeah, can I be arsed playing this? Yeah. It's kind of the complete different spectrum to what um, Battle Systems does. Yeah. Battle Systems does really cool cardstock stuff, but in a much more detailed manner. But it takes quite a long time to sit and build the whole sets up. It's not complicated to build them up. It's just a lot of different little bits that go together. Whereas this is very much like the the fold up terrain that comes in inside of those Infinity starter sets. Yeah. Bit, bop, done and dusted. So it's very basic looking, but it's nice in its overall aesthetic when you see it all laid out. You know, it's not that inspiring when you look at them as individual pieces here like this. But when you actually see a, a full layout, there was a particular, there's a wee thing up here. Here we go. These full layouts, you look at it and go, actually, once you once you see it like that, it's cool. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like a lot of people will be playing games like Frostgrave, and that requires a lot of terrain that needs to be quite dense and packed together. Yeah. This, like, because all of the terrain is that, it suddenly doesn't matter that maybe it looks a bit blocky or something. When it's all put together and it's in place, it looks. I think it looks great. I think it's a really yeah. nice idea. So. Being a gamer, though, my first hunch, sorry, John, my first hunch was to chuck the trees away. Well, you, have, well, yeah, but but because uh, I have my own trees, but on second look, <laughs> if I get to them one down here, what they actually have done with this set of trees, and I don't know if they talk about it, is but they've actually because they're sort of a surround like this, it marks out the actual area that the trees define. Yep. You literally stand in the trees, you get inside the area. Oh, yeah, it's been you, designed for area terrain. Yeah, so. whereas if you put your trees down, then you need to put something underneath it to mark out the area. So the area terrain is already taken care of. I probably still will chuck them away and just find some other way of doing it. Because it's just, you know, the trees. I've got trees. But if you don't have trees, it's epic. Yeah. Um, What I was going to say was this kind of stuff really plays into making a tournament look better. Yes. Because you you remember the old Warhammer tournaments and stuff. It's all garbage looking. It's still not very effective cost. Well, I guess you don't need all of this stuff. You could buy this and get two or three tables out of that. Yeah. But could you imagine them like this company sponsoring a, a tournament? You know, yeah. use, oh, they're, use they're, their kits as a, as a sponsor would be sixty-five euro for that kit. Yeah, sure. I mean, and any, even at that, yeah. you probably don't need as much of that done on a tournament because most tournaments will turn. <laughs> the players will turn around and go, "I don't need all this terrain. It's getting in my way. I hate it." Looking, <laughs> looking, looking at you, Mantic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like you look, you look at. You look at that and you know for the cost you're going to be getting everything's pre-colored ready to go you just pop it together you know fold it out put the bits in to make sure that it stays rigid and you're done basically. i think you I think you had the nail on the head from a promotion point of view john that that's what mm. they really need to do if they got this into the hands of people at uh, adepticon and things like that popular tournaments Mm-hmm. That would really promo them for them, but especially the skirmish game scene being being bigger and bigger now. Yeah, you could you could imagine a tournament being ran with you know supported by this company and all the tables were done with their sets. Yeah, but they're doing well anyway at the minute. Yeah, so Acid House Terrain, the Fantasy Edition. Does that mean they've done a sci-fi or they're going to do a? They sci-fi? have done a sci-fi. One. A we sci-fi. have the sci-fi one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty-five thousand. So it's funded. 14 days to go. I would assume that there's probably delivery times may not be that bad on this, considering it's all sort of coming out of printers. Mm. Don't don't quote me on that. You'll have to look it up, but I can't it'll, imagine. It'll that. say on their things when they're trying to deliver. March next year. There you yeah. go. So that's when you're going to get it. So not too far off. But, uh, yeah. 
I'm very sold on it for for us doing stuff in the gaming suite. Mm-hmm. That's yes. for sure. It would definitely be handy from that point of view. Yeah, and it's light for carrying around. If it mm-hmm. it may still be bulky, but I'm sure you can turn some of those things for sort of stack them inside each other. But if you get well, a big, if you get a big tub, a big plastic tub, it's still light to move it around. Whereas if you got a big t- plastic tub full of resin train, oh my god, mm-hmm. it doesn't take very long before it's like. Oh, this is too way. This is way too much hassle. I can't be asked carrying this. <laughs> you're you're arguing between if you're able to fold the stuff back into its original packing box, you're arguing between one heavy-ish box compared to twenty stacker tubs yeah. that you know one of our old boot camps would have required. You know, fifteen to twenty stacker boxes full of stuff that is ridiculously Fre- heavy yeah. in places. I think from what Free said, it does fold back away. Mm. Um, so there. But yeah, do a little bit of research, see what you think, and uh, and give it a shot. As I say, they've done really well with their Cypher 1 in the past, so you know they've got a pedigree, which is always good. So. Right, Peeps, well, that wraps us up. Remember to get your comments in below. You don't need to comment, I want to win this. You can do that if you want. But let us know what releases you were interested in this week. Let us know if you're interested in those 3D prints that we were looking at. And let us know which of these two Kickstarters tickled you, or did both tickle you? And would you be printing those guys at 28 mil? 20 mil and 15 mil, those World War II soldiers. But until next week, happy gaming. And remember to come on over to On Tabletop and join us for the XLBS show that's on Sunday. There's a 30-day free trial you can sign up to if you're not a cultist. Bye! Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.